You ready to shine a light on mental health? Give me your keep going. I owed it to myself to finish the story. I was blown away. You feel it in your chest when he starts talking about his story. He had every opportunity to give it up. There's a brick wall in front of him. He just runs through it. That keep going moment. My keep going moment. That's my keep going moment. Let's keep going. It's Pat O'Malley coming in live from Roscoe, Illinois with the KG podcast. Joined by Brandon So Brandon, what's up, my bad? I'm hanging in there, man. Loving life. I had a great day today and excited to be on. Appreciate you having me. <laughs> What are you up to? No problem. What are you up to on this fine Sunday? Oh, man, it's beautiful, sunny weather in North Carolina. So I uh, have spent some time downtown, uh, Cary, North Carolina, reading a little bit, enjoying some sunlight and people watching. Love that, man. And talk about something good for your mental health, being able to get out there in the beautiful weather. Um, Hopefully your wife is around. I mean, she's fantastic, obviously. Obviously got to know her and then, you know, Getting to really enjoy life and be fully present, there's a lot to be said about that. Yep, absolutely. That's uh, yep. one of the big reasons we're out here in North Carolina, man. I love being outside, so definitely love, keeps me present. Love that. And being a baseball guy, we usually speak the same language, and we'll touch on some of this today. But before we go into the bulk of it, what was something you did this week for your mental health? So this week, I spent a lot of time. Uh, it was really, really nice weather out here. I know it's depends on the area, but just spent some time on on some walks, um, trying to to find some peace and quiet, um, just to allow my mind to calm down a little bit. So I think the biggest thing for me was was finding ways to find quiet, you know, in the midst of such a, a loud world. So uh, the walks did it for me, and just not not going on a walk and listening to music, but like going on a walk and just listening to nature. So that was a big thing for me. I love that. And if you've listened to any episodes, we had a segment a couple weeks ago called the hot I was going to ask about that. Yeah, I, was, hot- I don't know what that was. <laughs> so the hot girl walk was something that they put in place uh, throughout the country with girls going to feel empowered, girls taking time out of their day to get a gratitude walk in and do something like you just described. And Luke and I right away were like, we want to start hot girl walking. So we have. Mm-hmm. So We've taken these gratitude walks and really found a lot of power, a lot of enlightenment in them. So shout out to Hot Girl Walks. They actually raised a lot of money um, throughout the world with a simple concept of just walking for your mental health and your self-care. So stay with that. There's a lot of power there. Cool. Yeah, I was was definitely going to ask about that because I've never heard that before. No doubt. Yeah, Hot Girl Walk. Very cool. Very cool stuff. But Let's go into it. So, so I told you in the prelude, in the prelude that we've had hundreds of people reach out trying to jump on the show. And you were someone that came to mind right away. We've had this on the calendar for a long time. Tell the listeners why you were a good fit, why you're here. I think, uh, man, it's mental health is it's it is such an important thing, especially nowadays. I think people are willing to, to open up about it more. Um, I think we've grown up in a world, especially men and women, like we're, uh, we weren't put in a place where we could open up and, and share our mental health, especially, I don't know, it's, as a man, like I, I don't think that men were sharing their feelings as much <laughs> when they're younger. So I think this is something that is, is getting bigger and bigger. And um, I think 
you know, th honestly, this is just a great, great avenue, uh, especially nowadays. So I'm here because I support this movement and I've spent, you know, my life trying to develop and continuously grow mentally and, and become mentally stronger and fight depression, to be honest. So. No, absolutely. And I couldn't be more blessed to have you here. And I know you're a man of faith. I know you're someone that speaks about his mental health, which kudos to you. We're happy to have you on this platform and uh, really go into your story a little bit too. So thank you for that. And we're at the point now in 2023 where there's no such thing as rub some dirt on it, man up. That's over with. It's now time to be vulnerable. Being vulnerable is cool. Having these conversations can save lives. And that's why I'm blessed to have this platform and blessed to have a buddy like you to go over this stuff. So fantastic. Well, tell me a little bit about your playing career. Obviously, being a high-level high school guy, being a high-level college guy, playing pro ball. Tell our listeners a little bit about your career. Yeah, so I, uh, I started playing travel ball, you know, middle school, and um, it was freshman year high school where I had a good coach who, you know, really shout that coach. Hey, yeah, Quentin, Quentin Brown. Yeah, Quentin Brown. At a, he's actually a, a huge travel ball coach out of Indy, Indianapolis, Indiana. But um, he just pulled me aside after one day. We had a horrible game and just uh, we were running sprints and all of our teammates were complaining. I was like, dude, like, like, let's just get through this. And he just pulled me aside and, and just basically uh, made me feel like a leader for the first time. And, and that was the first time freshman year of high school where I started thinking about college and really started exploring that. So um, yeah, I went on to play in, in, in a local school, local college in Fort Wayne, Indiana, Purdue, Fort Wayne, and always wanted to play pro ball. Um, ended up going and playing independent professional baseball out of Evan, Evansville, Indiana, played for one year and you know, had some struggles with mental health as I was getting to the pro level because it's something I dreamed about and pursued for so long. Um, and I get there and it's like, it's not all sunshine and rainbows and I'm not like living the the life that I, that I imagined. So, um, you know, that's again, like another thing we can talk about here, but it's, it was, it was a great dream. I lived it for so long. I'm still playing men's league, but you know, it's, you know, there's so many other things in life outside of the sport. So, um, I'm happy to be here and talk through that too. No doubt. I think there's two things I'm going to take away right away from that. One, how humble you are. You know, you're one of the top players in your area. I and mean, a lot of our guests are very humble, very modest. You're a stud, man. You're someone that you've always been a big fish in this game. And knowing that you took it all the way to the pro level, and then we'll get into kind of what happened there. But I think, one, it's awesome to see you have such a great career. That'd be the first thing. Two, understanding now, at, and you're still, are you 29? How old are you? About to be 30, but 29, yeah. We'll go with 29 for the sake of the yeah. pod. You're 29 <laughs> years old, and it's so powerful to hear you say that you're finding things in your identity outside of the game. For our listeners, they love to hear from former pro guys, former studs, as they're trying to get to. What are you doing outside of the game now that's really helped you find your identity as a person? Oh man. Um, I think, you know, it, a lot of it has come down to me truthfully is, is reading. <laughs> I spent a lot of time, um, in books and, um, just trying to soak in and take it in as much as I can. Uh, and to be honest, like a lot of my career growing up, like I, I struggle with like 
uh, marijuana addiction. I struggled with things that were really distracting my life, um, even throughout my playing career. So um, since like, you know, finding peace and, and being sober, like I was, I was able to, to spend a lot more time, um, you know, exploring these different avenues like reading and um, writing and exercising and, um, you know, caring about like the vitamins and the people I'm, I'm hanging out with and just so many. So it's right now it's like, it's been years, but it still feels like there's so much I'm exploring in that regard uh, because I, like, I'm willing to put a lot, put aside things that, you know, were harmful in my life to, to explore things that are, are healthy. So would it be fair to say that you found your identity by eliminating the triggers to the best of your ability and adding new, better things to your world? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Which is strong, man. Um, coming from someone and myself that I've battled it, I've also, you know, seen it in pro guys like Josh Hamilton comes to mind very, very quickly in this story where you have all this tough stuff, right? The lows, you know, the, the severe lows at time and being able to get up and get up and keep going and get to where we're at now. And I'm looking at you as a strong young man now. You're still working on yourself, but it's cool to kind of be your buddy over the last five years and see how much you've grown as a person. So it's awesome, man. Very cool. Very cool. Well, let's touch on this. So I touch on it every week, you know, sometimes we look at people, right. And we see just where they're at right now, but we don't see kind of what, what they used to be or kind of what it took to get to where we're at. Tell me about the end of your pro career and what happened and why that was just a big moment in your life. Yeah. So uh, for anybody that knows about like independent ball, you, you don't get paid much, you get paid less than minimum wage. So you're, you know, you're expecting to go home and live with your parents in the off season. And unless you have, uh, you know, some gig lined up, which I didn't. Um, so I, and I, I dealt with some injuries at, at my year, you know, my first year of pro ball. So I would say it got to the point where I, my body was falling apart and I was playing at the pro level. Um, it became more, less of a team atmosphere in my, in my opinion, which I, I strived off of the team, the team culture. Um, and just started questioning, like, uh, why, how am I not happy? Like, I'm doing everything I've, I've spent my whole life trying to accomplish. Um, and then there was actually one person I started this one. I kind of started exploring my faith and like, you know, believing in something bigger than myself and was really drawn to a guy on my team um, who, whose just heart was just so. Shout him out. So kind. Uh, Dane Phillips. He's just very, very kind uh, human and just asked about faith. And he actually ended up bringing me uh, a Bible for the first time and just wrote a little note in it. I didn't touch it for years to be honest, but like, I was like first introduced and at the time, like during my pro career, I was also struggling with smoking and marijuana and dealing with this constantly. So it was an ongoing battle. Um, but I'd say it got to the point where I was, I felt like I was at my peak. I felt like I was doing everything I wanted to do, but just was ex extremely unhappy and felt very lost, um, which was a, a big motivator for me to, to kind of look elsewhere. So how did you get through the addiction? How did you get through those tough days? Because we have listeners across the country. So that, that are in this hole right now, and it could be one thing, could be many things. How did you get through it? This is uh this is 
this is a very, very tough subject to, to talk about because it's, it's so much trial and error um, where you go and I've, I've tried therapy and I think therapy is great option for some people. Um, you know, exercise has been great. It's just what, what, you know, faith has been a big one and finding something powerful to myself uh, to like to believe in. Um, I think it's, it's, it, it, like you had said on the last podcast, it's not like a cookie cutter. It's not like one size fits all. Um, I think it's just really being willing to accept that it's okay to, to not like be perfect. It's okay to, to deal with these things, but like you have to be willing to face it head on if you want to be able to take some really big strides forward and it's going to, it's going to be a battle, but like it, these battle, this battle is going to like develop grit and perseverance that you're going to be able to take into so many other aspects of your life. So it's, it's just, it's going to be hard. Like that's the one thing, but just knowing that there's so many other people that are dealing with this, but also being willing to be open and talk about it. Like you are in this podcast is, is, is extremely, extremely powerful. And I think if you're dealing with it and you feel lost, you have to be able to talk to people and feel like you can have a community that you feel safe, you know, being vulnerable. And so um, there's, again, there's no cookie cutter, um, but you have to be willing to try and find a community, most importantly, that you feel safe and heard. That is, um, that is unbelievable. Um, and let me tell you why. Because I know how tough it is to be vulnerable. I know how tough it is to come out and talk about this kind of stuff for you. And it was for myself a couple weeks back when I went into a lot of this. I never really came out publicly until a couple weeks ago about a lot of my issues. So I think some takeaways from that is finding strength in your people, finding strength in going where you're loved, where you're appreciated, where you're respected, I think goes a long way. And also knowing that this is bigger than you. Um, I think your faith is a big part of this as well. So now that's, that's Paul. I keep saying it. That's super powerful. And I think it's really big for our listeners to hear how strong your vulnerability is. That's, it's amazing stuff, man. I, I commend you for that. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. All right. So fast forward here. So obviously like everybody else, we still have flaws. We have things going on, highs, lows, in between. When did this all switch for you? When did you become this guy that I'm looking at right now? Not the guy that we're sitting in old crow four or five years ago, drinking our pain away without even knowing we're struggling. How did we get to this point? What's your keep going moment? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I've thought through this quite a bit. I think, to be honest, like, I look at these keep going moments. And I think about it. I'm like, you know, I, I, I think, well, yeah, my faith was a, a big integration. I think that was a big part of it, but I found, you know, as I look back, like I look at these dark, dark moments as more of my keep going moments. So like, to be honest, like, I, you know, as somebody who struggled with depression and you know, diagnosed with major depressive disorder and like dealt with that, I think my keep going moment was honestly my freshman year of, of college, not, you know, looking back, like in that moment, even the years following, like, I didn't look at it like that, but, you know, I had tried to like commit suicide as a, a freshman in college. So I think like, and going through that moment, as I look back on my life, like that moment propelled my, my 
my love for baseball, my my safe haven with baseball, with with finding the right community. And you know, although there was there was hard times that that came after, I think I found my keep going moment in my lowest moment. And it took years to look back and see that. But you know, as I came and grown older and older, like that's when certain things you know started coming in my life that that felt like safety to me, like my faith. Um, so I think that's a, been my most recent keep going moment is like, you know, my faith in, and, and God. And so again, I know everybody's different in that regard. And I think that has been my most recent keep going moment. But I think as I look back on my whole life, it's been the darkest times and fighting through those dark times that have, have gotten me to, to keep going and, and look back and be able to change lives and then, and, and, and help you know, others the way I can because of that. So uh, I got chilled throughout my whole body. Um, for our listeners, that is incredible feedback from someone. Like I said, you've gone through this and you've come out on the other side. Is it, is it still not an everyday battle? No, it, it definitely is. It's going to be a lifetime of keep going moments. But for one, for you to share that, and then two, say what's kind of helped you, I think is a huge, huge resource for our listeners. So thank you for doing that. And above all, man, the world is better with you here. You've put a positive stamp on my life over the last five years. Your wife has as well. You know, even back in the Bible study days and, you know, things like that, we still do that to this day, every Friday. So just know at this point in time, sorry, I had a call coming in. Just know at this point in time, the world is better with you here, man. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you have all this impact. And sometimes when you start unpacking it, you realize, wow, I've gotten through some of these worst days. And for someone like you, man, you should be super proud of that. Yeah, it's, yeah, those days definitely help uh, as you grow older to just impact so many people there's a reason that you know you're going through some of these things not and might not seem like that at the time but definitely definitely going to be able to to use those experiences to just help so many others as well yeah and i think being a man of faith myself and I'll, i'll be conscious of your time but being a servant leader is why we're here and i think you have the you know the impact and the ability to impact thousands of people on this podcast today but there's something more here for you. And that's, this is where I'm going to wrap us up. There's a book here somewhere, man. Like there's something with your story that has uplifted me today. And tell our listeners what you're doing now in your personal life, how they can find you, how they can get in touch with you. So I'm not a huge social media person, but I, I do keep up somewhat with my, with my Instagram and things like that. But um, you can find me at at Brandon So, uh, you know, at on Instagram or, you know, honestly, like there's not much of a social media presence for me. So I had I brought two books that I- I'd like to share um, that have changed my my impact on baseball first of all, and then something I'm reading more more recently. But uh, the first book I had is is called Heads Up Baseball. I read this uh, my my sophomore year of of college, and it completely shifted my my w- approach to to the game and just, you know, the mental side of baseball. And um, so that, that was honestly the most, one of the most impactful books I've ever read when it came to just changing my, my mindset when it came to baseball. 
Um, and then the most recent one, just for, for people who are struggling with depression, is just call it, I'm reading this book called The Depression Cure, and it's uh, the six-step program to beat depression without drugs, whatever the drugs mean to you could be whatever, but it talks about, you know, different types of, of ways you can, you can enhance your life, uh, having more from having more omega-3s in your diet to engaging activity, physical exercise, sunlight exposure. Uh, social support and sleep. So it's just really been an impactful book I'm reading currently. So I'd say that's mostly uh, what I can give you there, but not too much of an online presence uh, <laughs> myself. I'm more old school. So thanks for coming prepared, man. Those resources could help. We, we tried to, we started this podcast. We tried to impact one person and we impacted more than one person today. Um, this has been an amazing 20 minutes with you, man. Before I let you go, like I said, I want to be conscious of your time on a Sunday. You know, this is God's day, to say the least. But if you had to talk to a student athlete, if you talk to a person right next to you, anybody that's fighting through some of these demons, what advice would you give them? That's a great question. Um, I think the biggest thing is it, it's hard to give advice to kids like that because I think like advice can really rug people the wrong way i think as you talked about on podcasts you know earlier it's just making sure they know that they are loved and make sure they know that they have the support and um, that you're there for them and then you're willing to just always always be you know willing to pick up a phone for them so i think advice um it's hard it's hard to give advice because again there's no cookie cutter so i would say the biggest thing is just to make sure they know that they are heard, listen to them, you know, be quick to listen, slow to speak, like just listen to these kids and make sure they know that they're heard. Love is the strongest thing we do. I, that I've asked that question a bunch on this podcast and that's gotta be one of my favorites. So I, I appreciate you being authentic. I appreciate you being vulnerable. And if you ever need anything, man, I'm a phone call away. I appreciate you, man. Looking forward to, to joining your uh, your book club, too. <laughs> no, can't wait. Okay. Hey, yeah. I, hey, no, I appreciate you, man. No, and I appreciate you, man, and seeing your growth from an outside perspective and an internal perspective at points in the office of Chicago, man. You're you're just beginning to scratch the surface here, and I'm, I'm excited to see you keep going. Appreciate you. Right back All at right. you, man. Yes, All right. sir. All right. Bless you, brother. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you, man. Later.